0: Welcome to the Way Church Service at Greystone with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day.
1: is the solution and the result is a miracle (laughs) he does for us what we can never do for ourselves amen Grateful. all right we are going to be celebrating the lord's supper this morning so i ask that you prepare your hearts and your minds to receive the message that the spirit is trying to say to the church this morning so we are going to watch a short video clip before we get started we're just so grateful for what jesus did for us and we put the video up we get the real visual of what he's going to be going through He knew he was going to be, this was going to be his last supper, he was going to be dying for us. But yet, he still had joy in his heart, and he said he leaves us with peace. Peace I leave you. We're all overcomers if we really understand what he did for us. And we're overcoming what? Our flesh and our selfish ways to help bring others into the kingdom, which is what he saved us to do. So I'm going to just talk about the importance of the Lord's Supper. Please turn with me to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 51 this morning. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And the bread which I offer so the world may live is my flesh. And everybody heard that saying and they all said, this is a hard saying, how could anyone accept it? What is he trying to say? He gave his life for us, his flesh. He's saying, we need to take in what really what we're listening to, what we're hearing. It needs to internalize, we need to, it needs to come part of us or else we're gonna forget. That's why we bring to remembrance the Lord's Supper. Important events and experiences make a lasting impression on the lives of both the individual and the family, okay? The child's first day in school a person's first day at work the day of marriage and many other events all contribute to a person's well-being the most important event in life however is being born again and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior this event not only determines our eternal destiny but our way of life as believers we cannot afford to forget this most important event And to help us remember, Christ instituted the sacraments. There are two sacraments, baptism of the Holy Spirit to mark the act of beginning the Christian life, being born again, and the Lord's Supper to mark the act of belonging to Christ. The observance of the Lord's Supper is not a request or a suggestion. The words of Christ, this do in remembrance of me is a direct command. Okay, the first thing it does, it's a reminder of the death of Christ. Christ's body was broken for our healing. The Lord's Supper is a reminder of the suffering and death of Christ. We remember how his body was broken, that our bodies could be healed and be made whole again. Please turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. We're gonna go in verse 24. As always, the Holy Spirit is taking over as they go into these scriptures. So prepare your hearts and minds to receive the message. I'm gonna go in verse 24, 1 Peter, chapter 2. We're doing a study on Peter on Wednesday. Refreshing our minds. Verse 24. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. You see it? Why did he die on the cross? So we could be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. So why did he die? He died so we could be dead to our sin nature and alive and live for him in his ways. Can I get an amen here? That's why he died. He didn't die so you could live a self-serving, selfish life. He died so you could be dead to that and live a God-well-serving life. Amen? All right, the second thing. Christ's blood shed for the forgiveness of sin. It is a reminder that Christ's blood was shed for the forgiveness of sin. Go and read to Romans chapter 6. Look at verse 22 Romans chapter 6. <laughs> this is what took place. And this is what he did. Now you have to understand it. You're not going to feel this. These are the facts of the Bible that we have to go way beyond our feelings and walk in faith in. Verse 22. But now you are free from the power of sin Which Before we came to Christ, we were slaves to sin. And now we have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So he's saying, if you continue to live in sin, after you get saved, it will kill you. You will die spiritually all over again. That's what will happen. And now, but you're free. The free gift of God is eternal life. It's a gift. We no longer have to follow our sinful ways if we choose not to. We have to understand the feeling of doing the wrong thing is always going to be with us. We carry that in our self-structure of living sinful. Things in our cell structure are always against God. But now that Jesus died, he gave us the power to say no to that. And the self-control to live for him. Now, how many Christians are actually doing that? There's a question so other people can believe and say, I'm being controlled by the Holy Spirit, not my flesh anymore. I'm living a new life because Jesus died for me. There's a reason why he died for us. And that's why we always got to bring it to remembrance. And the third thing we got to remember that Christ will come again. Oh, he's coming back. It's also a reminder of his promise to come again. Go and me to uh, Revelation 22. Believe me, he knows you better than you do. And how how do I know that? Because he's the one who made you. Look at Revelation 22, verse 20. Verse 20. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. So he said he's coming soon. Now, that was uh, pretty much over 2,500 years ago. <laughs> so we have to understand, a thousand years is like a day to God. And a day is like a thousand years. It doesn't matter. There's no timetable in eternity. So what's the, what, what is a Christian supposed to do while, while he, we're supposed to be getting ready while, before he comes back? Becoming like him and bringing others into the kingdom. We all have a job and a mission as Christians. Not to live for ourselves and enjoy the life down here, but to deny ourselves and live for him and bring others into the kingdom so other people can get saved. But Christians choose whatever they want to do. I'm going to live my way, do what I need to do. But that's not why Jesus died. He didn't die so you could continue living for yourself. He died so you can die to yourself and live for him. Can I get an amen here? I guess we, we might miss that understanding when we're out in the world. And we might forget that. How many times do we go out there when we leave church and live our own way and forget the scriptures, forget what Jesus did? That's why we always got to bring it to remembrance. Can I get a big amen here? It seems like we got amnesia of scripture when we go out in the world. And the devil tries to do that to us. That's why it's so important to memorize scripture so you're listening to the right voice when you're out there cuz he's always out there trying to seek kill and destroy us can I get an amen here god created us and he knows us better than we know ourselves he knows that we have to be reminded about the suffering and death of jesus otherwise we forget we would forget and still live selfish self-centered lives instead of christ-centered Godly lives glorifying God our Savior. When we forget about the agony he went through so you can live free of that life and then you continue to go in it it's like Jesus that wasn't you know I didn't care I'm not you died for me that's good now I can live my life now. Instead of saying no I'm going to die to my life like Jesus died for me so I can live for him and bring others into the kingdom. Here's what the joy is. The joy is not taking The joy is giving. It's called a new desire, to serve him. Because serving yourself is the problem. We overindulge in everything. We're addicted to everything the world offers us. If it's not money, if it's not alcohol, if it's not drugs, if it's not shopping, if it's not food, we reach for all these things to fill that empty hole in the Christian's heart that nothing is gonna, that's never going to fill it. Only Jesus Christ can fill it. He said, seek me first among everything else, And all these things will be added unto you and fall into place. So now if you find yourself overindulging out there in yourself, then you have to understand that you are not putting God first. You are still on the throne putting yourself first. And he did not die for you to put yourself first. He died for us to make a difference out there. And I want this church to make a difference because you represent the way ministries when you leave here. The way you live, act, and where you go. You represent this church. Remember that. If you don't want to live right for yourself, you live right for Jesus Christ in the way ministries and the people of the congregation. Can I get an amen here? Amen. That's why we live right. Because we're self destruction in our core. If we're living for ourselves, we don't care. We go full force into our own sins. But when you sin, it affects people in the church, it affects the way ministries. It grieves God's heart. So I pray that you all still get convicted when you're in the wrong direction and come back. And that's what the Lord's Supper reminds us of. Go with me to Psalm 139, please, verse 1. Believe me, there's not much time left out there. As this country takes God out of society, you see the degradation out there. And guess what? Now's the opportunity for us Christians to shine. Instead of living miserable, grumpy lives, denying ourselves. See, when you're in the flesh, the Bible's no good for you. Because the Bible kills your flesh. But when you want to live in the flesh, as a Christian, you're miserable. Because you're not supposed to be living in the flesh. You're supposed to be living in the spirit. So God's not going to make you happy-go-lucky in the flesh. He's going to convict you and make you miserable to call you back to him. And that's a good thing, conviction is good. I hope when you find yourself living in sin or find yourself in sinful ways, you get convicted back to the cross and on your knees to confess and repent and change your ways. Confession and repentance should be a daily thing for a believer. Lord, I'm nothing without you and I continue to be nothing without you. Please Lord, help me turn from my selfish evil ways And live for you and remember you when I'm out there, not myself. That's what happens. It's the truth. And it's the truth that sets us free. We're in bondage to ourselves. And getting what we want out of life. And look, when you're a Christian living in the flesh, you're going to kick and squirm and be what? Complaining because you're not going to get your way in the flesh. You're going to get your way in the spirit. Once you turn over and give it to the spirit, you see how joyful your life becomes. You not. You don't need anything. You're content. You can sit in the pew, sit in church. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be somewhere. You don't have to do anything. Amen. Sit at the feet of Jesus and learn. And let him teach you what's important in life. One life to live will soon be past, Only what's done for Jesus Christ will last. Everything you do for yourself is gets burned up. You'll never take it with you. Believe me, you can store up all you want down here. Somebody else is going to use, spend it on you. Start it all. You ain't taking it with you. Everything you do for Jesus comes with you. And get an amen here. Amen. All right, Psalm 139, look at verse 1. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. Just remember one thing. You can't hide from Jesus. When you think you're out there in the world and you're not in church and around Christians, Jesus is watching, is sitting right with you. Just remember that. You're taking Jesus, whatever you're doing. And it says, you know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hands of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. And you ought to be thankful for that. Because when you try to walk away from him, he never walks away from you. And he calls you back and he'll convict you back to him. Thank God for that. Because we're all prone to wander. He calls us sheep. And we are. We're like sheep. You don't come to church for a while. You put that Bible down for a while. You see how far you wander from God. How much the flesh comes right back to life again. A matter of fact, you're worse than before. That's why it tells us never to deviate from the word of God. And this ministry is keyed on the scriptures, all of it. Go on, I got the daily walk. We spent a year putting that together so you can get, your, get fed every day the scriptures. There's there's no excuse for anyone in this congregation not to know the Word of God. Because I read it for you. And it's a choice you have to make to read it. And let me tell you something. When you don't feel like reading it, you better get in it because that's when the devil's already got you. Because you're not going to feel like doing the right thing all the time. But you're not following your feelings, you're following Jesus, the Word of God. That's when you get in the Scriptures and deny that. You're not going to be able to fight. Jesus fought the devil with Scripture. If you don't have the scriptures circulating in your mind, you're going to be defeated. Live a defeated Christian life, no matter what. It's key that you read the book every day. And if you don't want to read it, I'll read it to you. You get this voice all the time. Because I love you. And God commanded me to do it. He commanded me to come up here and teach you the scriptures. So when his return comes, he's going to say well done my good and faithful servant or he's going to say you you were taught everything you needed down here why did you not live that way you're going to be without excuse so either way you're going to have to face that just remember that little friendly pastor of congregation warning that you can't say oh I didn't know Oh, this congregation knows so if you know and you choose not to You know what that's called, right? It's called rebellion. You're actually doing what you want to do, saying, no, I'm not doing what God wants me to do. I'm doing what I want to do. Okay, now look what it says in verse 7. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me. And your strength will support me. He's saying wherever you go, wherever you are, he will support you and strengthen you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We don't, he don't leave us, we leave him. That's why we always got to bring this to remember. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in the darkness I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. You know the saying, nothing good happens after midnight, right? Everybody thinks they can do their dirty deeds after, after midnight like God don't see it. He sees everything you do. As a matter of fact, integrity is being who you are everywhere. When nobody's looking. The same person you are when you're sitting in church. That's integrity. That's what spiritual growth is all about. Being able to what? Have self-control over your flesh. And saying I am NOT going to do that I am NOT going to live that way I am going to live for Jesus because he saved me and he loves me that's why I'm going to do it not because I have to but because I want to he changes our desires how about a big amen there okay 13 you made all the delicate inner parts of my body How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Thank you, Jesus. You are still with me, O God. If If only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh, Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. And here it is right now. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path. Of everlasting life I had a big amen there when you sit down with God and ask him to search you he will point out anything that offends him that's inside of you some people don't want to give him the time and do that some people don't want to look in the mirror because they are afraid of what they're going to see but he requires that of us to look in the mirror and see how much you need him we need him so bad it's not even for you look in the mirror and look at the way you live and think You say, boy, do I need a savior, if you're honest. If you're honest. How about a big amen there? How do I know? I'm one of them. I have to look in the mirror every day. I can't blame the world for my behavior. I can't blame anything but myself for the way I act. I'm responsible for me. And guess what? You're responsible for you. That's what Jesus called us to do. Live for him and die to ourselves. All right, there are many people today who have forgotten about the suffering and death of Christ and have begun to lead lives that did not glorify him. We need to be reminded lest we forget. The communion, using the elements of bread and cup to signify the body and blood of Christ, is a reminder and memorial of Christ's perfect life and of his suffering and death on the cross. We need to be reminded lest we forget, as Pharaoh did, when he forgot Joseph and how he saved Egypt. We need to be reminded lest we forget how Christ's body was broken, and how his blood was shed for our healing and forgiveness. If his first disciples, who were first-hand witnesses of what took place on the cross, needed to observe the communion, what about us? We need to remember because everything we have as Christians is the result of Christ's suffering and death. Everything we have is that because of that. Okay, now listen. To properly participate in the Lord's Supper, we need to be forgiven, committed believers who will take an inward look, backward look, and forward look. These three looks can help us to reverently and meaningfully participate in the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is rich in meaning. That is why it has been a prominent part of the Christian tradition throughout the centuries. Sometimes it has been allowed to become a lifeless ritual, done more out of habit than with meaning. When a ritual loses meaning, some people overreact by stopping the ritual entirely. The better response is to restore the meaning. How about an amen there? That is why it is helpful To review the meaning of our custom. And that's what we do here. So who's invited to the wedding feast this morning? Who is to receive the Lord's Supper? All who believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Who died on the cross that they may be forgiven and reconciled to God. And rose from the dead. Prayer for for the bread. Lord, as we take this bread, we remember that you are the bread of life. You feed our souls. You nourish our hearts and you give us sustenance to run the race before us. As we break the bread, we feel softness of your love for us. We smell the fragrance of the grace you release afresh each day. We thank you with all our hearts for the great price you paid when you were crucified on the cross for us. Yet just as the yeast has caused this bread to rise, You rose again, triumph over death as Lord of lords and King of kings forever. And our beloved Savior, Lord, as we drink this cup, we remember that you are the giver of life. You are forgiveness. You bring deep peace to our souls and your love flows within us. As we pour out this cup, we see your sacrifice poured out for us. We notice the depth of your goodness and the pain you suffered for us. We dwell upon the intricacy of human life and the price you paid to set humanity free. Yet just as the tombstone rolled away to unleash the risen Lord, your light shines in our hearts now, extinguishing all darkness to release heaven's blessings upon us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, amen. We take communion to remember the night in which Jesus was betrayed. He broke bread and gave thanks. And we remember communion, the events that led to Jesus' crucifixion, death, and resurrection. At this time, I'm going to call the ushers up to pass out the elements. Okay, if you want to follow along with me, First Corinthians chapter 11, please. Verse 23. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In remembrance of the Lord's broken body, let us eat the bread. In the same way, He took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. In remembrance of the Lord's death and his shed blood on the cross let us drink the cup. Hmm, pretty good. <laughs> Maybe we should get some graham crackers, too, for the bread. That'd be good. There's some flavor to it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Jesus is full of flavor. He loves us that much. He wants us to. He never takes away our personalities, right? He just uses it to glorify him. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful. We praise you for this heavenly banquet that you have so freely given us this morning, Lord. Thank you that we carry in our hearts the riches of this eternal goodness. May we pour it out wherever we go, lighting up the darkness with truth, speaking out hope where there is despair, and weaving your unconditional love into everything we do. Send us now in the power and strength of the Holy Spirit. May we live to be all that you have destined us to be. Dear Lord Jesus, thanks and praise to you. Again, you fed us at your holy table with your own body and blood. By your word and supper, may we be led from this world of sorrow into life eternal. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, I'm going to call the ushers to come up to take up the collection and we're going to close. (laughs) <laughs> beautiful. Dave do you want to come up and close us? Ah.
0: Lord, we're so grateful and thankful for this beautiful church, Lord, and this opportunity we have to gather together in your house and hear your word, Lord. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be full of gratitude and reverence for the sacrifice you made for us on the cross today. We're so grateful and thankful that you've done for us what we can never ever do for ourselves, going to that cross, Lord, and dying for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord. Lord, I just pray for those out there that may not be saved, Lord, that you would convict their hearts to the need of you as their Savior, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to them the eternal torment that would wait for them, and they will not return towards you before it's too late, Lord. For without you, Lord, we would have nothing. I pray all this in your holy precious name. Amen.
1: Amen. Don't forget, we have to put me in the other room after, so come fellowship with us. Until we meet again, God bless. Peace. Peace!